Welcome to the Lift Church Podcast. We believe that Jesus is the greatest lift in life. We are so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will give you a lift of encouragement through this message. Hey, we're starting a brand new series called Choose Joy. I believe joy is something you can choose no matter whether you have happiness or not. Happiness is oftentimes a feeling that we can't necessarily control depending on life circumstances. But what we can do is choose joy. And it's actually, as you'll see throughout this series, it's part of the habitual life of someone who follows Jesus Christ. Jesus literally wants you to have joy that he spoke it numerous times. It's all throughout your Bible. He wanted to make sure you knew that part of your walk is, by the way, you shall be surprised by joy. You shall be penetrated by joy. Joy is going to come in. And so um, there, there are... Um, Things that maybe I've been accused of in my life, but one of the ones that I liked being accused of is someone said, you're, you're happy all the time. Like, you, you're always smiling, you always got joy, and hey, listen, I, I know the Lord that I know the Lord who's done great things for me. He's, he's in my life and he gives me reason for joy. It doesn't mean that I walk on the clouds 24-7. It doesn't mean that my life's full of rainbows and unicorns. It doesn't mean that the pastors are obsolete of pain or anything like that. It just means despite all that I go through, I've got a Lord who is in love with me and that can turn anything around. The best that the enemy can throw at me is take my life, yet I laugh at death and say, death where is your sting for we've already got the victory so I've got the joy 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 thank you come on I, I heard you singing with the worship team you might as well sing with me too come on it's gonna make it it's gonna make it more joyful today um I I was uh I felt led that we had to have this series when we were actually preparing for Christmas this past uh Christmas season and I got into Luke chapter 2, which many of you are familiar with and you hear every single Christmas. And as I was reading it, I said, this is what we need to do like a four-week series and dive deep into getting the joy Jesus died for you and I to have. If you're ready to get it, say, let's get it. Look at Luke chapter 2, verses 10 through 11. This is angels talking to some shepherds out in a field. The, the, these shepherds weren't anyone special. They weren't marked as elite. They hadn't done anything really noteworthy. This is the equivalent of heavenly angels showing up in your cubicle, showing up in your algebra class. Some of you are saying, I wish angels would show up in an algebra class and give a sister some answers. Come on. You prayed that one too? Lord, help my memory. Remember the things I didn't even study. Amen. <laughs> By divine impartation. <laughs> Come on. And, that, and the Bible says that's true faith. No, anyway. <laughs> Listen, the angel shows up to a bunch of shepherds just chilling in the field. They're watching sheep. And this is what the angel says about Jesus' birth. Don't be afraid. Come on, you know this story. I bring you good news that will bring great joy. Somebody say great joy. To all people. This is more than a momentary kind of joy. This is chronic, contagious, perpetual joy that you get all over you. This is more than a happy pill. This is a holy person who is showing up to give you great joy. Poke your neighbor and say, you're going to get some great joy in this series. Tell your other neighbor, that's why you better be here all four weeks. <laughs> 
All right, thanks for helping me preach. All right, come on, your neighbor's feeling the love. It says that this is for all people, verse 11, the Savior, a person, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Guys, I believe we need a dose of great joy. I, I, I think our, ch our, our churches need great joy. I think our households need great joy. Some of us think our spouses need a dose of great joy. Some of us are like, give the joy bug to my kids instead of the gripe one because I haven't made a dinner they like in the last 14 days that I've prepared something. Come on, we need some joy. Our city needs joy. And, and I just heard on the CDC this week, if you stay up with current affairs, that no surprise to many of us that 2021 exceeded the amount of overdose deaths than any other year in American history last year. Our world needs great joy. We're looking, they're looking for solutions, but we need to find the solution, which means you and I in the church need to hear the solution and get the joy in our hearts so that we can contagiously bring it to others. And by the way, the church is not and never will be four walls or a facility. Come on. The church is you and me, and God wants to get us full of the joy so that we can take it into our city. Come on. Ah, come on. I'm feeling it this morning. You feeling it too? Listen, we're blessed that the, that, that the Lord has opened up a facility and we're going to begin remodeling the old Gander Mountain. And I'm not calling it Gander Mountain anymore. I'm calling it the new home of Live Church because he done moved that mountain. Come on. But the facility is not what it's about. It's about the people receiving the promises of God. And by the way, one of them is joy. Tell your neighbor, we need joy. I bring you Great news that will bring great joy to all people. Through this series, we're going to share with you four different um, ways to get the promised joy. And today, I'm going to base it around this. If joy comes through Jesus, Jesus comes through Judah. Judah is a, a lineage, it's a tribe, it's a, it's a people group. And in the Old Testament, the names of people mattered way more than they do nowadays. Nowadays, if you say, he's Drew, Drew who? Drew Frider, they still will say, who? <laughs> because I tell people, if you've met another Frider, you have met my direct family members, my wife or my children, or maybe my parents and brothers and sisters, because we don't have no second cousins carrying that last name of Frider. It doesn't carry that much weight. Then the Lord decides to give my wife and I three girls, so there doesn't seem to be much of a lineage of Friders. <laughs> I'm praying that one of my girls woos a guy so much, and they see the call of God on the Frider name that they say, I'm going to get rid of my name and take up your name. And the ladies don't. Don't do that to your man. I, I won't let him. I won't let him. I'm going to say I'm honored. I'm humbled. <laughs> but when people said they're from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, like they didn't know God like you and I can know God through the Holy Spirit. They knew God by through people who knew God. So they would say, he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you're like, oh, he must know God because Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob knew God. And some of Jacob's kids was 
Judah and so many others. So we're going to break down who is Judah and why would that matter to me with getting some joy up in my life? Well, number one, Judah is the fourth of 12 sons. He's the fourth son of a man named Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jacob had uh, uh, two wives. They were both sisters. And Leah was written down as the one who was not as pretty as her younger sister, Rachel. And so Leah is a wife who actually is only married through the deception of her father. Her father worked some tricks because he knew that Rachel would get all the attention. And and, and so on their marriage day, he slipped Leah into Jacob's bed. And so she was only married by default of a slip up. And then her husband truly wanted her sister. And so Leah is a woman who has insecurities. She's a woman who's got an unhealthy dependency on men because her father did her wrong. Her husband has eyes for another person. And do I really have value in this life? In other words, she's a person who can easily struggle with finding joy. And can we blame her? And a lot of us have insecurities. And a lot of us have unhealthy dependencies. But let me tell you a little bit more about Leah. She started having kids before her sister did. And the first three kids she named, um, she named Reuben, Simeon, and Levi. And all three of their names meant something. It, they more or less meant the same thing, which was, Now surely my man, my husband, will pay attention to me. Now surely, because I birthed a child, I have value. But it didn't work out that way in her life. So by the time she birthed the fourth son, she decided to go another route. She said, this time I named the child Judah, which means I praise God. Whether I get the support of my man or not, I praise God. Whether my conditions improve or not, I praise God. Come on. Whether I have a reason to praise or not, I praise God. I've looked too long to the world to lift me up. Now I see that the man I put second, that is Lord God Almighty, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I put second to my husband Jacob, but no longer I move into a personal relationship where my context no longer matters. I have a reason to praise God. I name him Judah. Somebody praise God right now. So Judah literally means I'm going to praise God. I'm going to get my praise on. So this message today I have been titled Praising My Way Happy. (laughs) Come on. If you want to get happy today, say happy, happy, happy. I have preached my way happy before. And today I want you to praise your way happy and learn the art of praising your way happy even when it falls on a non-Sunday. Come on, you can praise your way happy. So I'm going to give you today four ways praise brings great joy. Literally, Judah is almost synonymous with praise. So uh, we're going to look at Judah's life, but four ways praise brings great joy. So if Judah equals praise, and if Jesus decided to come through the lineage of praise, he could have chose any of the 12 tribes to come through. And he said, I choose Judah. I come through Praise. I show up through praise, and praise brings great joy regardless of my harsh conditions. Then number one, praise is a choice I can make that leads to joy. 
I hope you'll get out your phones and take notes or at least get out your camera and take a picture of the screen because I need you to understand that praise is a choice you can make that leads to great joy. Praise is not when the praise team plays my favorite song. <laughs> praise is not when they get the sound right and they get it at a certain decibel. Come on. Praise is not dependent on the music or whether my spouse is treating me right or whether my kids are listening. Praise is not whether I get the promotion or not. Praise is a choice I can make and praise brings great joy. Come on. Listen. Last night, we were hanging out with Ben Cruz and some of our worship team, and we, we went to play some putt-putt. We had a great time together in Ocean City. Some of y'all know if you live in Salisbury, the drive's not that long, but it's later at night, and, and you've got, uh, we, had, we had four girls in the car plus my wife, and uh, no, uh, um, they, they started getting a little like towards the end of the trip, how long until we get there. So my wife made an executive decision that I didn't endorse. In fact, I said no. And she said, I don't care. And then so pray for her. And by the way, before I say this, can we all choose that you will not judge my wife? Okay. Can we all agree? Like hold your hand in the air and say, I will not change my opinion on Lauren. Based on what she says, what happened last night. She is an anointed lady. We're all there. She grew up listening to Backstreet Boys. Okay. I told you, don't judge her. I told you, don't judge her. So every once in a while, when she hears, everybody, come on, she, she cannot even stop herself. She, she typically finishes the line, and, and, and my head goes into my hand. <laughs> and a lot of times, our, 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 our girls and, 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 and our uh, nieces and nephews, they ride home from youth, and they're just hyped up after a great time. Shout out to Soul Youth. We got an amazing youth ministry. If you know it, holler. And she'll drive them home, and she'll crank up a lesser-known song from the same Backstreet album called Hey, Mr. DJ. Come on. Some of y'all know that. See, y'all are more spiritual group because the 830, they knew that song. They're like, oh, yeah, that's my jam, too. And I'm just like, pray for these people right now. It's got a really fat beat, okay? So as a, as a bass player at heart, I kind of dig that part. The rest of it is like I could do without. And, and they roll down all the windows. Our kids are a little bit tired driving home. And we're going to be home. Next thing you know, she puts it on. And, boo, 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 doo, doo. Boo, 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 boo. and the windows go down. They go, ah! The whole car comes alive. And they're, hey, Miss And they're just shouting out. And I had a revelation last night. Backstreet should never be played again, number one and number two. But they keep coming back. All right. Okay, anyway, sorry, sorry. But here's what I... Music has the ability to change your mood. I think we all know that. But praise has the ability to change your spirit. You know what I noticed about music? Is the moment, hey, Mr. DJ is done, they're all going, hey, pick another good one. Come on. And we rely on the DJ to keep this thing going. Don't drop the ball, Mr. DJ. Don't give us no crap song after you just got us all hyped up, you know? Like some of y'all ladies are always at weddings. I've seen you before. And once you can finally get that dance thing going and they drop a slow song, you're like, oh. And us men are like, what? That's like the only thing I know how to do. 
Music, you got to keep it going to keep the mood. And it can help, but praise can change your spirit. And we go through seasons in life where we need some praise on our lips. We need to change our spirit because I'm becoming downcast. I'm becoming jaded. I'm becoming angry. I'm becoming hateful towards certain people that I work with, go to school with, who are in my group project and they aren't doing nothing. And the only reason they're getting an A is because I'm doing all the work and we got to say I need to get my praise on. I need to get my praise on. Praise is a choice I can make that leads to joy. Look at Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, which is, by the way, what Jesus decided to introduce his ministry as. He said, give me Isaiah 61 when he went into the church and he read this. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And he said, to do many different things, but for today's sake, he sent me to give the oil of joy for your mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I've noticed three things from that. That heaviness is a spirit. And we talked about demon spirits in the last series, human. And they are very real. And sometimes they want to put wet blankets on us of despair and depression. And I'm not minimizing that stuff. And that stuff's very real. But it's a spirit that has to get off in the name of Jesus Christ. And one of the ways I can do it is maybe I need a prescription pill. But even more than I need that, I need to get my praise on and praise Him today. Can I get an amen? It's a spirit. And so I'm going to call on spiritual things of praise to change my mood and my spirit. Number two, I see that joy is what Jesus brings. Jesus introduces himself as, I got a number of things to bring you. By the way, don't leave joy out of it. I'm not looking for my Christian followers to walk around like, devil's at me again. (laughs) Took my lunch again. Listen, I am not making light of people who deal with depression or any sort of mental thing, it's very real. And as much as my physical body can hurt, I can go through mental struggles too. But what I'm also saying is that if it's spiritual, then maybe God can have the final say on it, and I'm going to go ahead and praise my way through it. Can I get an amen? But finally, I see that praise is a garment you have to put on. Tell your neighbor, for the love of God, we've got company coming over. Put your praise on. Some spouses have had to say that before. Like, like, put your, get some praise on. I, actually, some of you might mean that because more than two-thirds of us are introverted. And so when you find out that, surprise, we got company coming over to the house. Everybody's going to love it. You're just like, did you consult me? <laughs> How long are they staying? Uh, are they eating everything? And I'm trying to get in bed by a certain time. And you just need to tell your spouse, would you go put your praise on? Because I need a little more joyful you as we entertain other people. And I believe it's spiritual. You, just like you would put your shirt on before you leave. Just like you would put your pants on. How long has it been since you put your praise on? And by the way, I need praise on more than just one day a week. I don't know about you. I got to get my praise on. So if you're stripped of joy, maybe it's time to put on your praise. Second thing I want to point out about Judah is that Judah was the longest tribe of 12 to preserve the faith. The rest 
got caught up in idolatry, built golden calves, got swayed away by the culture. And this much I know to be true, that Judah was the one who held the true faith the longest. They kept the royal priesthood. They kept the ceremonies. They kept the temple. And here's my suspicion why. When they were given portions of land, of the promised land, they had Jerusalem as the pinnacle city where God's presence would dwell. Guess whose tribe that dwelled in geographically? The tribe of Judah. In other words, they kept the temple. They kept the habit of going to praise him. They honored the sacred place. And can I tell you today that we too have got to, here, write it down this way. The habit of praise anchors my joy when culture creeps in to crush it. The other 11 tribes dismissed that I need to go down to Jerusalem to worship him. And by the way, I'm going on, the, I'm, I'm going on one of my short, uh, uh, short-term bucket list trips. Tomorrow I fly out for Jerusalem to walk around the Holy Land for 10 days. Come on. I'm not very good at social media, but I'm going to post every single day. And so pray for me because it's my hope that not only that I bring home things that it will be revelations in the pulpit, but also that we want to start doing uh, um, missions trips to Israel every other year. So some of y'all might have that in your heart. Go ahead and start saving now. I'd love for you to be on the trip. But this I know the other 11 tribes said, going to his house is not all that important. Going to his house is... Not a big deal. Now, listen, I thank God for technology and virtual church and virtual church is here to stay. And, and it's really good if you're not feeling well. It's really good if the team your kid plays on schedules everything on Sundays. There's no there's no shade thrown at you. It's our culture that creeps in on Christ's sanctity. OK, and so I'm not saying to sacrifice your kids on the altar of that. What I am saying is this, that there is virtual church. But when you can come on, your career might impede on Sundays but when you can as much as you can you need to get into the house of the Lord today for we won't be quiet I found this about virtual church when I, we were doing COVID I didn't get my praise on very well I was there during the recording I was like come on let's, let's pray let's, let's get real spiritual we recorded this stuff Re- play it back on Sunday I'm like alright guys all kids gather up we're going to be very Christian everybody we're going to be Christian we can get in the living room. We're going to be Christian. Let's watch, let's watch this praise. Stop yelling at your sister. Can't you see? I'm getting the joy of praise over here. I'm trying to get my Go outside and pray. Go play. And I would tell myself, you need to sit down, chill out, and receive the joy of the Lord. Then my wife would quietly come behind me and echo, you need to sit down, chill out, receive the joy of the Lord. And then I noticed... That as Mary, as great of a job as she does leading worship, she'd say, hey, come on, church. Let's all stand up in our houses and pray. I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling laid back with a volume knob and a hot cup of coffee. And I'm just like, there's joy in the house of the Lord. There's no joy in this house until y'all take that dog outside. (laughs) Scratching on the door. Somebody let her out. She needs to pee. I'm trying to praise. Can't you see? The joy in my life. I got it down, 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 down in my heart. I know this virtual church does not help people praise very well. But you know what your soul needs is praise. We've got to praise so we make it today. That's it's a little MC Hammer. It's a little different. I'm sorry. 
Some of y'all followed me there. Praise him in your car. Praise him in your shower. Praise him on your drive to work. Praise him after hard news. Praise him when you feel heaviness. Amen. So the band's going to come up here as I get into number three and four. Back when the 12, tri 12 tribes were united, the first one to defect was the tribe of Benjamin. And they did horrible, horrid things. And the other 11 tribes came to convene and gather the facts and try that tribe. And they decided that they need to call that tribe to repent. And when they went to the tribe of Benjamin to ask them to repent, they said, forget you. We're going to go our own way. We're going to do our own thing. And we, you better be ready to fight about it because we're going to war. And so the other 11 tribes called upon the name of God and said, which tribe should fight this battle? And this is what the Bible says in Judges 20, verse 18. Before the battle, the Israelites went to Bethel and asked God, which tribe should go first and attack the people of Benjamin? And the Lord answered, Judah is to go first. Judah means praise, which in other words translates, send the praised people in first. And so here's number three. You can choose praise before the battle is won. We don't need to be people who say to God, what have you done for me lately? And if you do, I will then praise you for what you have done. But we can be the type of people who say, there's a battle that's imminent. I'm in the middle of a battle, but I'm going to praise you in advance for the victory that you are going to bring. Can I be real with you? My family and I have been under some health attacks lately. And so we had some issues that we had to look into in our direct family, into our extended family. I'm not going to go into it. Everything's well. But there was a very real season where the enemy starts getting a little bit louder than he should. And we knew we were in a spiritual battle. We knew the battle was going to come. And so there came a point where you just have to say, God, I'm going to praise you in advance of what is about to happen for we sing to the God who heals we sing to the God who saves we sing to the God come on sing it with me who always makes a way because he hung up on that cross he rose up on that grave my God's still rolling stones away can somebody praise their way happy today you don't have to wait for your battle to be won before you get your praise out as a weapon Number four, praise takes our eyes off the temporal and focuses on the eternal. It helps me stop looking at what's in front of me to see that what I can praise God for is what's in front of me forevermore. That even if the enemy does his worst to me, you can attack my flesh. You can mess with my mind. But my spirit I've made a choice for. It will always praise the Lord God on high. So that when the day death comes, I shall say, oh death, where is your sting? Oh death, where is your victory? For I found Jesus and he's got the victory. He's got the victory. There was a hey, hey answer back. My BGBs didn't give to me. None of y'all know that song. That's okay. I'm going to pray for you. But here's what I want you to know. You might be going through storms. In fact, that tribe of Benjamin beat Judah two times. And the Lord said, send Judah first. In other words, you may go through difficult times, but send the praise in over and over again because the victory is on the way. Can I get an amen? So let me finish. Let me finish. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won 
the victory and he is worthy worthy of what worthy of all my honor this is what Ben said worthy of all my attention worthy of all my praise worthy of all my adoration worthy of all my affection and in return he gives me the oil of joy to defeat the spirit of heaviness so I want you to get that today in just a moment we've left time to go back into praise and I believe some of you are going to get your joy today as we go back into praise. But before we do, would you open up your hands and let me pray over you right now. Father, I come against the spirit of heaviness. Father, you have given me authority in your name and your name alone to come against every spirit. So in the name of Jesus Christ, I say get off. You can have these people no more. Even online, they are set aside for the hand of God. And so, Father, I pray the oil of joy poured all over their head in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray the garment of praise put on them that there would be a revelation that I got to open my mouth, that I got to give my Savior some praise. And Father, you are going to defeat a spirit of heaviness in Jesus' name. And with every head still bowed and every eye still closed, do you know God? Do you know this God who wants to release the captives? to forgive you of your sins. The Bible says this, that all these burdens and all of our shame and regret can go away under the blood of Jesus Christ. And so today, if you are not right with God, I want to ask you today, do you realize he said this in Hebrews um, uh, chapter 12, that Jesus went to the cross and he focused on the joy knowing that you would be his and therefore endured the agony of the cross. In other words, the thought of you giving your life to him today was enough joy to go through the life's worst agony. And he did it willingly. That kind of joy I want you to get today. And it comes through knowing of a Savior who loves you better than any other human being will ever love you. If you're not right with him, I'm not calling you for it and I won't embarrass you. But I am going to ask you to boldly make a declaration that I'm going to give my life to him today. By raising your hands right now, high up into the sky, say, Pastor Drew, I want to give my life to him today. Go ahead, throw your hand up right now. Throw your hand up. No one's looking around. No one's calling you out. I thank you, Lord. Come on. Even online, if you say, that's me, just write into the chat. I give my life to him today because I need to know the joy maker. I need to know the oppression releaser in Jesus. His name is Jesus. Come on. I'm so grateful for everybody who's made decisions. Would you just pray this prayer after me by repeating out loud. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. Would you forgive me for my sins? All the mistakes I've made I know they hurt you and they're not what you called me to do so Father I give you my life right now I am forgiven because Jesus died on the cross for me thank you for what you've done I am a new person I ask for the spirit of joy to come on me help me to live for you all my days in Jesus name I pray and everybody said